Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Before we jump into the show, let's get the contact information out of the way. You can contact me several different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. You can also record an MP3 or WAV file and email that to me. If you're not comfortable with recording an audio message, please feel free to contact me via email, and I'll read your comments out on the next show. The address for both email and audio content is firearmscafe at gmail.com. That's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook listener page, a Twitter account, and a YouTube channel. There are buttons for these at the website, which is firearmscafe.com, so please go there and click on these buttons and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe to me on YouTube. They are all free. If you would like to support the show financially, at the website there is an Amazon search box. If you use it, Amazon will give me a finder's fee on any products that you buy at no additional cost to you. I also have a donate button through PayPal. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me and listening to the show. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. One show thingy at a time or something like that. I don't know. Hey, my friends. Today is Saturday. It's the 18th of January, 2014. On the last show, I talked a little bit about Starbucks and threw in my two cents. Uh, basically, I came down more on the side that when push comes to shove, they were more they were uh, anti-gun, uh, and that it took uh, basically a bunch of uh, bad press to get them to kind of come down on that side. And at the end of the show, I asked, oh, if anybody has uh, a different opinion or just wants to give their two cents, to go ahead and send that in. So we got some feedback from Michael, and Michael has uh, a bunch of stuff here to say, and I'll go ahead and read that out for him. So Michael writes in, good morning, I am respectfully addressing the Starbucks issue from your most recent episode, dated 1222. Thanks for the opportunity to respond. First, I'm a no-compromise Second Amendment supporter. My own and carry firearms. That said, I don't feel that Starbucks did anything anti-Second Amendment in the least. They made a principled stand. And that principled stand is a commitment to corporate profit, and there's nothing wrong with that. While firearms are indelibly part of American society, the group of individuals such as you and I that, one, feel it appropriate, necessary to carry one in public, two, take a genuine interest in them, and three, our no-compromise Second Amendment supporters are in the minority, Coffee, by contrast, is not. Therefore, who wins the battle of the dollar? Starbucks did what business does. They're trying to make as much money as they can. The truth is, Starbucks could have come outright and said, no guns allowed from jump. But they didn't. Instead, they tried to please everyone by staying neutral and letting state legislators dictate who can do what and where. However, both sides turned their neutrality into a rallying point as clear indication of one thing or another when in fact all they really said was, if the people of the state want that, then we'll do that. I'm all for advocacy, but it has to be smart advocacy, or all you do, you second person, not you personally, is alienate and polarize opposition while losing ground. 
For example, if an individual open carries in a state where it's permissible but still uncommon, that person is going to get harassed by police. In fact, it's the point of advocacy to raise awareness by drawing attention. And an advocate has the risk of being arrested, charged, having a weapon confiscated, etc. And that's their choice. A business, by contrast, did not sign up for any of that. The only purpose a business has is to make money, not to advocate one position or another. So, although a corporation can publicly choose a side, like Chick-fil-A donating money to right-leaning anti-gay marriage organizations, and face potential loss of sales or brand image, remaining neutral is not an endorsement in either direction. So when advocates push the issue, and the potential backlash is that revenue falls, it stands to reason that the group with less money to spend is going to lose out. So why force them to make a stand for a cause that is not necessarily their own? A citizen must guard his rights and not expect business to champion them for him. On Starbucks banning guns. Starbucks can't ban anything. It's a private business. We don't have a right to patronize the place. Any business anywhere can deny service for almost any reason. That isn't a second, uh, excuse me, that isn't a 14th Amendment violation such as race, religion, nationality, etc. Many, if not all, states that have CCW have rules that state a business can prohibit carry with proper signage. In Texas, for example, the trespass of a license holder occurs when there is a declaratory sign of Texas Penal Code 30.06, specifically prohibiting all carry except by duty officers. If the sign isn't there, and it's not a specifically prohibited place, such as a school or a government building, then you can carry unless asked to leave by the establishment, no matter what the corporate policy is. Starbucks can't prohibit carry anywhere but their own business, and that's their right as a business owner. On Starbucks' unwillingness for their employees to eject armed patrons. Again, I think this makes perfect sense. Why should Starbucks ever want this to occur? First, a Starbucks employee's job is to make coffee, not bounce patrons for any reason. Bouncers are typically hired in rowdy places that serve alcohol, and usually they're hired for skill in physical confrontation or hopefully de-escalating a situation. A Starbucks employee likely has neither. So are weapon carriers criminals? Should they be treated as dangerous people? No on both counts. But the undeniable fact is that an armed person has the ability to use lethal force. And yes, so can unarmed or blade-carrying people, but you get the point. That's why people carry firearms. So, while it's absolutely true that the majority of firearm owners are responsible, law-abiding people, not all are. Some are hotheads, as are many non-weapon owners. The difference is that a person carrying a gun has the ability to make a terrible decision, which unnerves people. Now combine the excuse me, now combine the potential open carrying hothead with a Starbucks employee that is abrasive, scared, or just generally a jerk. Or conversely, perhaps some anti Second Amendment person 
deciding to provoke the person open carrying. What then? Should an open carry person be subjected to that? Of course not. But that's the cross you bear. A firearm owner has a responsibility to swallow down their pride to avoid a confrontation. Why? Because with great power comes great responsibility. I personally think the really belligerent anti-Second Amendment people are immature, ignorant, and often provoking. But I'm not going to pursue a conflict with them if I'm carrying a firearm because I'm the one holding the boomstick. And that's on me to make sure there isn't a shooting for no reason. So why is that something that Starbucks would ever willingly undertake, regardless of who would be at fault for starting the conflict? Sure, part of the responsibility is on Starbucks to not provoke a confrontation. And they are handling that by asking no open carry. On CCW in Starbucks. If it isn't prohibited by law or proper signage, then it's legal, regardless of what they ask you to do or not to do. However, printing is against the law. In Texas, it's a Class A misdemeanor under Texas Penal Code Section 46.035. So, in that regard, nothing changes. If you fail to conceal, you're breaking the law, and a business cannot empower you to break the law even if their corporate policy. If it's not against the law for a licensee to carry a weapon and there is no appropriate legal step to prohibit on-premises, then you can still carry concealed and nobody will be the wiser. At the core, the Starbucks issue is about public sentiment rather than a right. Rights are protected from government abrogation, not private enterprise. I have the right to free speech. I do not have that right in your home if you say otherwise. I have the right to bear arms. I do not have the right to do it in a private establishment if they ask otherwise. Personally, it would be refreshing to see a business that is pro-open carry, but the fact that most aren't doesn't equate to the idea that they are Second Amendment. All right, Michael, thanks for sending that in. A lot of good points there. Uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, think about it and let us kind of know what you feel. I agree with you on some of this stuff. Don't agree with you on, on some other things. I would kind of had my say uh, before and uh, made my positions clear uh, on, the, on the last show. So, again, thanks for sending that in. I always like to hear what people are thinking. Uh, whether we line up 100% or not doesn't really matter to me. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons we have this show is to get things out there and discuss them. And we're not always going to end up on the same page, but it doesn't mean that just because we may disagree on some some finer points of things that we don't agree in the big picture. So uh, if anybody has any counterpoints or uh, agrees with Michael on certain things or wants to address some of that stuff, go ahead and write it in. and uh, Or if you want to do a recording, send it in and I'll be more than happy to put it on the show. All right, we also got another bit of feedback from Michael, and he writes in. Interesting note, Sprouts Farmer's Market is now displaying the dreaded TPC 30.06 sign, legally prohibiting CCW on-premises. Sadly, I'm an avid shopper there, or was anyway. So I emailed, called, left voicemails to the corporate office, 
also sent an email to all Second Amendment supporters I know, exhorting them to vote with their dollars and find a new grocer. Anyway, I figured that'd be of interest since that's what we discussed last time, and now I have to walk the walk, as it were, since I shopped there. I think a cool plug on your show calling for Texas residents, or anyone really, to call and write about how silly it is to ban CCW in a state where CCW holders account for 0.19%, as in 19 thousandths of 1% of the crime in Texas, of crimes recorded according to Texas DPS. But even in the face of such idiocy, I still, one, don't feel the company did anything outside of what they are entitled to do as a private enterprise, and two, don't have a right to patronize a place if I don't fit the rules. Looking forward to the next show, Mike. Hey, Mike, thanks for sending that in. It's a real bummer when a place that you like to go to puts up a sign. And in a big corporation like Sprouts, like uh, I think maybe even Whole Foods or a place like Starbucks, when they kind of make their intentions known that they don't want guns in there, you don't really have a whole lot of options, especially, like I said, with the big corporations. They're doing it mainly as a liability thing, as a way to cover themselves. Uh, and they don't have any uh, illusions that that sign is going to stop anybody from doing anything. Uh, but like I said, I think it's more of a liability issue. Now, I had, did have some success with some smaller uh, locally owned businesses. And there was a, a restaurant called Some Burrows, where we still go to this day, where I actually got to speak with the owner and through the course of our conversations and also in having some friends of mine email and call. I think that that helped as well. In the course of our conversation, he, he had said, well, you're one of the first people that's ever really kind of sat down and talked to me about this stuff. And we talked a lot about you know, what it, What does it mean to be law-abiding and what does it mean, you know, uh, who are you actually kind of turning away if you're saying that you don't want concealed carry people in your store? Statistically, you're, you're, you're carrying away some of the most law-abiding people that our country has. And kind of through that conversation, through contacts with, you know, with some other people that I knew uh, that contacted him as well, Eventually, he took the signs down. And like I said, I think I did a show where I talked about this before. There was another uh, restaurant, a mom-and-pop Italian place, that unfortunately, since the, you know, the downturn in the economy, where I don't know if maybe the guy retired, he was an older gentleman, that they, uh, they're no longer in business. But we had gone in there, and there was a sign, and I got to talking to him, a sign saying no guns. I got to talking to him, uh, and did much the same conversation of, you know, what do you think the sign is going to do for you? Who do you think it's going to keep out? Who do you think it's going to turn away? What type of person do you think you're keeping out by having the sign up? And with that one, I could tell he liked the idea of having the sign. The sign made him feel better. And I kind of got him to meet me a little bit halfway in that what I got him to agree to do to try at least for a couple of weeks, and he, and he just kept it up uh, until they went out. Uh, was to put just on a little piece of masking tape, valid CCW holders exempt. Which uh, I, I think that in his mind, that let him sort of, you know, keep out the riffraff and, and uh, let in the good people. 
uh, when in reality it, it, it didn't do any, any one of those things. Now, there are some big businesses out here that that uh, I think Cabela's had it, and I think, I don't know if Bass Pro Shop used to have that sign, but I know Cabela's said, you know, they had a thing that said no loaded guns in the store and then said something like uh, valid CCW carriers exempt, you know. so that, And basically what their thing was is they didn't want you bringing in a loaded gun to their gunsmith or something or bringing in, a, you know, something like that at the time, so... Another interesting thing is, well, you know, what are you going to do if if you've gone to uh, there's a business that you like and you've you like frequenting there. You're uh, they got stuff that you like at a good price that you that that at a price that you think is fair type thing. And they put that up, especially if it's a big corporate thing. You know, should you stop going or should you say, well, I'm I'm going to go there anyway. If I stop spending money there. It's not going to affect them, or if it's a place like um, like Disneyland or uh, Legoland or something where they don't allow firearms. I know there's lots of pro Second Amendment people that go there, but you don't, you know, you don't take uh, uh, guns in there. But people still go, and I think that's kind of an individual thing. You have to say, okay, well, I'm comfortable with this, or I'm comfortable with that, or I know that. Um, you know, there are other things, there are other advocacy things that I can do. I can maybe, you know, lobby my legislators to maybe get the laws changed a little bit uh, to where the sign doesn't maybe have force of law or this, that, and the other thing. But even with that, even if, if the sign has force of law or if it doesn't, the question is, do you do you want to patronize that place or not? Some people would say, hey, I'll do it because it doesn't, my my going there or not going there isn't going to affect their bottom line. Other people would say, well, if everybody takes that attitude, of course it's not going to affect their bottom line. So I'd like to hear from you guys. Let me know what you think is a good thing. Also, in certain there are certain places, maybe in your state, in Arizona, it's it's if, if you're a CCW, you can carry in parks, uh, city parks and things like that. If... In other states, it may be that may not be the case. So, if you lived in that state, would you say, "Well, this is an unjust"? Now, of course, this is different than a business, but would you say, "Well, this is an unjust law, and it infringes on my civil rights and my my rights as a human"? So, again, let me know what you think. Uh, I'd be interested to, to hear maybe some of some of your thoughts kind of on civil disobedience uh, what that means to you uh, also again like with the businesses I'd like to hear from you guys would you still frequent that business would you say no would you try and uh, do some of maybe the stuff that I did where you go and talk to them a little bit um, would you try and do things like where I did where you you say well can you meet me halfway and say CCW holders are exempt you know would you do that type of thing so All right, I'm going to wrap it up. I know the show is a little bit shorter today, uh, but I did want to put something out, and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care, my friends. Bye.
devil has given him superhuman strength. Oh,